Welcome to Deep Americana. So we all know, and I still am, Ray Carney. With this season, we're going to try something a little different. Allow me to introduce to you Josh. Today, he with Josh will be interviewing Mike Parker to break down some of the issues facing American football over the coming months and discuss how preseason experience has changed and ponder outcomes of upcoming games. Without further ado, here's Josh and Mike. Uh, welcome to Deep Americana. This is Josh um, with Mike, and we're going to talk about football today, American football. All right, and starters, we'll start with the uh, Super Bowl, which obviously was won by the Kansas City Chiefs in rather dramatic fashion, coming back to win down 10 points in the fourth quarter. What do you think about that game, Mike? Right. Yes, of course, and um, where Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons um, during Super Bowl 51, where they gave up a 28-3 to lead against the Patriots in the third quarter and fourth quarter, and the Patriots came back and won in overtime. Classic game. But, yeah, we've actually seen a fair amount of comebacks in um, – in the Super Bowl in recent years, and we saw the Chiefs come back from deficits in three straight playoff games, including the Super Bowl, yep. and that was pretty yep. impressive. Yep. And Patrick, uh, what was it, Tennessee? They were down 21 against Tennessee, I want to say. If I remember correctly, it was like they were down 21 points against Tennessee to start that game as well. Well, they were certainly down considerably in that game. And, um, it, yeah, I can't remember if it was 21 or 24 points, but they were way down, and they came back in that one. They came back big against um, Houston as well. Yeah. But in that, and those those comebacks, plus just his overall skill ability, led to Patrick Mahomes getting the biggest contract in, in American professional sports history. Yeah. Uh, Do you think he deserved it? understands he can't take all the money you know yep. I mean it, it never worked for like it, Tom Brady never took all the money and the Patriots won six Super Bowls and then he left and yep. said you know I'll take I'll take money elsewhere for a couple of years if you'll even end up playing that long we'll see
I mean, I don't, I, I can't imagine that, I mean, I, I really think at this point they're going to end up playing games in some way, shape, or form. They're going to have some form of an NFL season. I think the players are, the players and the owners are, they're really trying to work together to get something that everybody seems comfortable with in terms of testing and all that. But, you know, you bring up a good point because they're still planning on having a normal NFL season. And a lot of these places probably aren't going to have many fans. Some of them, I think they might try to, try to, you know, get a few people in. And if there's good social distancing involved, I suppose it's probably, you know, not the end of the world. My concern is, you know, people going in and coming out of the, you know, the areas or whatever, because that's, that's where it's, that's where it's tight, you know, but I mean, there's probably, and there's a way to do it just like everything else, you know? So, I mean, I'll be shocked if they end up canceling the season, to be honest with you, but yeah, I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of huge um, acquisitions in the off season that many teams made. Um, What do you think is the most interesting? assessment there um but I, yeah, I think Gronkowski you know being out a year that that plus you got to keep in mind they're not going to have a regular preseason this year they might play I think they're talking now maybe one game maybe no games at all of preseason which means that it'll take him longer it means it's going to take all these newer guys longer to get in tune with their offense you know new players are just going to have a little bit more trouble than they would under normal circumstances because because they haven't had the normal off season. You know, we haven't had there were no mini camps. I mean, I'm sure guys are I'm sure they're still getting, you know, information from their coordinators and their coaches and stuff, but you know, it's it's just not a regular off season and and football is such a is a sport where attention to detail is so important in terms of, you know, what your assignment is, what your route is, who, you know, where where you're supposed to throw the ball to, you know, and, and where I think, all that stuff. Uh, a longer preseason can help some players, uh, quarterbacks. Uh, I think it, it can help quarterbacks as long as they're working with their receivers and finding the the timing patterns. Whereas uh, I think a lot of like linemen, it hinders their season. They 
Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that assessment. I also think that, I mean, really the only thing we have to compare this to um, in recent times would be 2011 where, you know, they had the, they had the lockout pretty much the whole yeah. offseason. And I can't remember if they ended up playing preseason games or not that year. But, I mean, I remember that there were some serious numbers put up offensively early in that season. And it, yeah. it kind of, I, I think there were two or three quarterbacks that year with over 5,000 yards, and that had never happened before. You know, he had like one or two, but never, I mean, you know, Cam Newton in his in his opening game threw for 400 yards as a rookie. Yeah. That's just not, that's not common. And speaking of Cam Newton, what do you think about um, the Patriots uh, picking him up this offseason? I'm really excited to see what uh, McDaniels can do with a mobile quarterback. Uh, I mean, obviously, Cam Newton, I, yeah, I should certainly agree with that. I mean, Brady is as smart as just about any quarterback we've ever seen. And he's got the it factor that, you know, maybe I think Mahomes probably has it too where they just win games. But, yeah. I mean, I think we'll look back at that, that game they played a couple of years ago and say, man, that that might be one of the greatest games in NFL history, the, um, the AFC oh, yeah. Championship game. Yeah, AFC Championship. And cold at Kansas City and – it was it was one of the best it was one of the best games I can ever recall seeing just because it was back and forth and there was controversy. I mean, it had everything you wanted in an NFL game. But um, but yeah, Cam Newton moving over to the Patriots I think is interesting. But you know, I'll say this much: I don't. And this is the other thing where if we don't have preseason games, everything's going to be done in practices essentially. And so that's how the that's how the um, that's how the job between him and Jared Stidham will be won or lost. And I read a lot of good things about Stidham, and obviously, if Cam Newton's healthy, he's he if he's healthy, he's an elite quarterback, or at least right there on the edge of it. Yeah, because he'll be playing. Um, let's see, who's he playing for this season? He, he's playing for um, Carolina, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they've got a new coach, and um, you know, so they've got a fresh start over there in a lot of ways. But they've also still got um, oh, that the running back. I can't think of his name at the moment. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, absolutely, and he's he can do everything. So he's he's a special player. Yeah, he's a he's a tough quarterback. It's had a really he is a, he's had a really tough um, NFL career in terms of injuries. But I mean, he's played some solid games, and I you know I think he'll I think he'll do well um, in Carolina. But it it's so it's 
so much harder to predict this on this season with the yeah. with just a lack of knowledge. But uh-huh. what do you think of uh, the Cortland Sutton? Who? The new receiver Cortland Sutton. He's the new receiver for the Denver Broncos. I don't. I actually don't know much about him, but um. I mean, the Broncos could have a decent year because Drew Locke had enough. Had enough. Um, he got some games under his belt last year. Played pretty well, and I mean, it's unlikely they'll contend for the division, being in the same division as the Chiefs. But I think they've got a decent shot at a wild card spot. And unless again they change this, I think they did change it where we get we'll get seven NFL teams per conference in the playoffs and extra. Um, an extra wild card team. Yeah, if it's not this year, it's definitely next year. But I'm pretty sure this year. First and second, no, it'll just be it'll just be the first seed because the second seed will play the the worst will play the worst wild card team. So it it really makes it um effective to to be to be that number one seed. I think that's, I think that's a kind of a good thing. Cause I mean, I didn't mind being one and two, but I mean, being the best in your conference, you know, then you really have a leg up over everybody else. And you're the only team that doesn't play that extra game. And the only team with the bye week, although, you know, we've also seen in the past teams with bye weeks. They, they tend to, um, you know, they tend to have it. Sometimes they tend to have issues and it, it just depends though. I mean, you know, it's all it's all about preparation, things of that nature that really gets you into the I mean, if you're on a roll, sometimes you wanna be you wanna just keep playing. Other times one week can be the difference between your starter starting and your starters missing a game because they're still injured from the season. So it just depends on the scenario. All right. Let me get a Sort of change the subject. We're still talking mainly about football here, in in specifically uh, rivalries, um, and how how you think that is. Like, what do you personally think about rivalries? In you know, good rivalry between teams, or even a bad one, I guess. Redskins have not changed their name to, or they haven't, or they, they've, they haven't changed it yet, but they will no longer go yeah. by. They, they, we now prefer to them as the Washington football team until they have yeah. a better name. Yeah, but haven't come up with the new name. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, historically, I think, you, you know, you can't just, I mean, I can't, I don't know, they can't just completely wipe away history. And yeah. so... But yeah, that that's an all-time classic for sure. It was really interesting in the early '90s when um, when both of those teams were pretty good, because you actually had the well, you had the Redskins that had won in Super Bowl twenty-six, and the Cowboys made the playoffs that year. That was their first first real good year with Aikman, and then but they and uh, the following season, um, you know, the Cowboys would go on to win the Super Bowl, 
And it was big, and you know, I mean, it's always been big, but I, I think at that period of time specifically, just because they, each team won a, won a Super Bowl in back to back seasons. And that's, I mean, also I think you know, really the NFC East is bizarre because I think because of you get the big market cities, um, that those rivalries are really, because um, you got you know you get the Cowboys and the the. Um, the Eagles and the Giants are all in that. But you take the Eagles and the Cowboys, I mean, you could go back. I believe that was the old Bounty Bowl game from whenever <laughs> where Buddy Ryan was the Eagles coach. Yeah. And that was one of the one of the more brutal games in NFL history. Back in the old days when, you know, they, they didn't have the information they have now, so they just did whatever they felt like. But um, but I think I mean the way they got these divisions set up now. There's so many big rivalries. I mean you know because there's only four teams in a division, so almost every divisional team is a rivalry to some extent. But I mean you look back and part of the it's like well do the Patriots have a real rivalry? I and mean, they had several over the years because you always had I mean in the old days the Patriots and the Colts. And that actually goes back to when there were five team divisions and, um, and Manning and Brady played against each other twice. I think that only happened that one that one season because after that they changed the divisions. But that's still, I mean, that's one of the biggest rivalries, you know, the, the long-standing rivalry. And then even after when Peyton left for Denver, then it became New England and Denver. And those two teams, you know, were, were the best for that period of time, you know, like mid-2000, the mid-20-teens. And anytime you get you put the two of those guys, you know, pitted against one another, and you had and you had Brady doing his thing, and you had Peyton Manning trying to figure out Belichick's defense, and that was, I mean, that's just great football. That's one thing I miss about Peyton Manning is that, you know, he, he was a, one of the few, one of the most prepared players there was. And, um, Looks like it. I mean, I guess, you know, I, he could still get injured. <laughs> he could still get injured. The Chiefs could release him and only end up having to pay him, like, you know, a, a small token of, amount of that money, and then the rest of it just goes, you know, almost anywhere. And, and he could end up playing for another team. It's possible. But I really think the Chiefs tried to make a statement with that contract and saying, you know, we're not letting him enter free agency anytime soon. You know, it could be it could be the Ravens. I mean, it could be the Broncos because I mean they they've had a long standing rivalry anyway. It just depends on it depends on whichever other team in the AFC decides to really if there's gonna be another team every year. I mean, you looked at the way Baltimore played last year, and they were great until they ran into Tennessee. And Tennessee, that's an interesting team in and of itself. I really think that uh, Vrabel's got a you know. He's got a good um, good foundation, and they've got Derrick Henry, and he's one of the yeah. best running backs in the league right now. So, yeah. and, uh, what was the quarterback uh, he was playing in Miami? Uh, oh, um, I think you're talking about Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he could throw. Until about the third quarter of that game against the Chiefs, and then he started looking like Ryan Tannehill again. Yeah, but, I mean, up until that point, like, he came back into the league and looked like he could. They beat the Patriots, but. Good game management quarterback. They beat the Patriots at home, and that's something that I think that's only happened, you know, two or three times during the Brady era where he lost yeah. a home playoff game. Because there was one against Balt, there was one against Baltimore, and there was one against the Jets, and that might be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. And uh, Jeff Sanchez was the quarterback of the Jets when that happened, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. The. the yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Mark Mark Sanchez. I believe you are. No, no. It was it was the Colts because the Jets and the Colts played in the AFC Championship, and they made a big deal about that because that was like you know the Super Bowl three rematch. Okay. And then uh, and I think I'm not even sure if anybody scored any touchdowns in that game. It was. But the Colts won, and they would go on to win that. Um... No, that's the year the Colts lost in the Super Bowl to um, to New Orleans. Yeah, that was a good game too. It was a year. I think it was a year before Bounty Gate, but it was a year that Bounty Gate was going down because that was the year that New Orleans beat um, Brett Favre and the Vikings and. You know, Favre got injured in that game and then came came back out and threw an interception. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Classic Brett Favre. Yeah. Especially later into his career. He's, I mean, he's one of the greats. He's in the Hall of Fame now, and deservedly so. But. to look it up but yeah I mean that was a wild one and that, that really captured the nation's attention and that was back when Monday Night Football was still Monday Night Football and not what it is now which is like well we'll just kind of throw some teams out there that aren't very good And I, I thought I saw something though where they might change that in the future though um, and maybe even flex games to Monday Night which would be interesting especially later in the season it's just I mean there's just no reason to have a primetime football game on if you're going to have two, you know, four and ten teams or whatever at the end of the season. It, it's just not, it's not good for, especially if you're going to have like, you know, another game on Sunday afternoon or whatever, which is a big game and it features, you know, a ten and two team against a two and ten team. And you're like, well, it's, this is great division rivalry, but it, it's like, yeah, but it's not, I mean, you know, it's football, it's any given Sunday. So anything can happen, but um, but I think that more flex games would be better for the league later in the season. I know it, it logistically it's it's not ideal, but they do a lot of that sort of thing in uh, in in the Premier League in England, and um, where they. Where like a couple weeks before the games, they kind of decide, you know, what's going to go into what time slot, and everything else gets put in at what they call the, the three p.m. 
Saturday time slot, which is like the traditional time to play real football. But then that goes all the way back to like the 1800s or whatever, where guys would get off get off work early uh, from their, you know, mining jobs or what, you know, because people in the 1800s had some pretty horrible jobs. <laughs> but they got off, they got off in time to watch their games on Saturday at 3 p.m. And, um, but anyway, but they do, yeah, more flex games would be great, and yeah. at least in my opinion. And I think most fans would agree. Especially, I mean, you know, like moving a game to Sunday afternoon, like I can understand why it could, could present conflict, but especially in a season where you're not even, where it's highly likely you're not even going to have that many ticket holders inside the games, now would be the best time to to do these sorts of experimentations and, and put up the best games so more people can watch them without having to buy the Sunday ticket or whatever, which is, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, have you heard anything about, like, rule changes during the offseason? Um, you, you know, I think I, I read about a couple things that they might do. I can't remember if that thing passed or not about, um, about, like, changing the way they do kickoffs or whatever, but I don't think yeah. it passed. Well, they were talking about, like, it was not kickoffs, but it was specifically for onside kicks, and that instead of yeah. onside kicks, they were going to do something else. But or, yeah, you uh, could, it'd yeah. be like a 4th and 15 like play from the... Chance at a third and 15. Yeah, I think it was a 4th and... Like yeah, I think it was a 4th and 15, but yeah, one chance. So it wouldn't. Yeah. The down would honestly not matter if you're only given one chance, and if you don't make those 15 yards, then the other team gets a ball in a pretty precarious position where you know yeah. your defense is already on their heels. So that's it. See, I, I really like that. I think that would be a good rule change, and it would really uh, spark some interest in people that are Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and great receivers. The way it's set The way it's set up right now, I mean, the way they since they've changed the way they do kicks in the last five or ten years, however long I can't remember exactly, but I mean, you know, they did it for safety, and I, yeah. I generally think that they they're trying to they're trying to make football a safer sport, even though it's. <laughs> when you got it's yeah. it's still like football it, it's just it's yeah. dangerous you know you got guys with giant helmets on it's not running full speed into each other yeah like, and it, it's it's just there's a level of danger and guys get paid a lot of money and they understand that danger but I appreciate the fact that they're trying to make the most the most um the most dangerous plays, less dangerous. You know, I can applaud that. And as much as I miss some of the old school ways they did football where, you know, guys would get those blindside hits and, you know, it was brutal and you know, it was exciting. But, you know, it's like, yeah, well, that guy won't play for three weeks. And if he gets hit like that four more times in his life, he's not going to live to be 60. So it's just, you know, it's it's not really that, – that's not really a good um, – that's not a good model for the future. 
And I mean, we're, I think we're already seeing it with, with potentially with less kids playing football than we saw in the past. Although, I mean, but lots of kids are still going to play football. So it's not, it's not going away. I, like some people seem to think. I tend to agree. I mean, at least, at least likely in our lifetimes, we're unlikely to see the end of the NFL. Now, 20, 30 years after we're dead, I think there's a possibility more people get into other sports. And I mean, but you know, that's, <laughs> we're talking about something that's a long way off, provided, yeah, you know, provided the world itself is still around, which, you know, <laughs> it's up for debate at this point, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, we might be on, we might be on to the last few years of civilization, but, you know, I mean, no, no, no virus has, has killed anybody, or has killed everybody, so, I mean, in the history of civilization, there were always people that survived in the end, so there'll be something left, I don't know how much of something, but there'll be something left, and we'll all be around to, well, we might not all be around to witness it, but, you know, well, we'll probably be around. But, um, but yeah, um, I think it's been a pretty good good chat. Is there anything else um, related to the NFL this season that um, that you want to touch upon that we haven't already? No. No, I think it's pretty much covered it all. You got, uh, you got, a, pick for the, you got a pick for the Super Bowl? Anybody from the NFC, you think, besides um, Tampa Bay? New Orleans. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think we might see something out of Green Bay next season as well. Um, personally speaking, but I mean, yeah. you know, and Seattle's going to be a good team. Seattle, as long as you got Russell Wilson, there's a chance. But if I were gonna, I were gonna pick. I mean, I'd probably we might see, we might see Kansas City Green Bay next year. But uh, you know, but yeah, my dream matchup is the same as yours. If we got to see Brady play against the Patriots in a Super Bowl being played in Tampa, that would be completely insane because we've never seen the home team has never played in the Super Bowl. The closest was the Rams in 79 or 1980, I guess, when they played the Super Bowl. But, uh, and that was, they were, you know, in the same basic region. Um, 
and then you also because they played at the um, at the Rose Bowl, but that was not their home stadium at the time. So, actually, I don't think Rose Bowl was ever um, Rams' home stadium. But I mean, still same region. And then a few years later, you had um, the Niners. They played in Palo Alto, Alto, um, at Stanford's home stadium. It was actually kind of neat because you know Bill Walsh had coached there too, and that was a that should have been a better game, really. Super Bowl. 19, I think it was. 18. 19, yeah, 19. But I guess on that note, um, we can wrap this up. Uh, it was a real pleasure speaking to you again, Mike. Um, and you take it easy out there in Idaho, wherever you've been, and uh, you be safe out there. Bye. And with that, that's a wrap for Josh and Mike. Have a good evening.